What's up, guys? Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm so excited for this episode today because we are going to be jamming out on things around discipline and how to look at it in a different way. Because we all know a little structure, a little self-discipline is good for us, but why is it so damn hard, okay? So you guys are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, all about motivation, mindset, confidence, and connecting to the inner child. I am a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm always hanging out on Instagram at Kelsey Lowe Show. And, you know, I really like when podcasts just go right into it. So since you guys have been listening, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If it's not your first time listening, then you know that I like to dive right into the show, talking about something juicy and valuable that will benefit you in your life. And today we're going to talk about discipline. Okay. And so think about uh, if you have a pen and a paper, or maybe if you're driving, if you don't, if you can't write it down, I want you to think of what are five words or five things, or just what comes to mind when you think of discipline, right? What comes to mind? I asked my client this. So I have a um, group mastermind program called GLOW, and it stands for gratitude, leadership, optimism, and wisdom. And obviously, you know, being able to glow, glow from the inside out, being able to feel like this potential um, is being reached and we're stretching outside of that. And so with this particular client, she was saying how she's like, I know I need to have a little bit of discipline in this area of my life, but I asked her, you know, well, what comes to mind when you think of discipline? She's like, I just think of like, oh, no, 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 no. Bad girl, like naughty, naughty, like someone waving their finger with a long fingernail, waving it in front of their, her face, being like, no, 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 no. Okay. And like how that's very common. How many of you guys listening right now are like, oh my gosh, that's how I see discipline too. It's so annoying. I, I can't seem to like have like self-control or self-discipline with certain things. So I want to look at it from a different perspective. Okay, well, and first and foremost, whatever words came to mind when you thought of discipline, it's going to be different words for different people because we all were raised and taught discipline in different ways, aka from our parents, from our childhood. So think of however you responded to discipline when you were younger, you know, whether that uh, if you got in trouble or if you were told you can't do something or you can do something or if you the discipline you were given as a child is often the exact way we are responding as adults. Remember, I love talking about inner child stuff. It's so valuable. So when I was younger, if I like got in big trouble or say I didn't get my way and my parents were having discipline around certain things I could or couldn't do, I would have this internal breakdown. And also like, it was like breakdown, walls go up. And I would just want to be by myself and I would just want to eat. And I would be like, no, I don't want to talk. I would want to eat and shut down. And so I've noticed that when I am not creating discipline around my business, around um, what time I go to bed, like those are the two biggest things. And if I'm not having a clear direction on where I'm going as to why I'm even wanting to create the discipline in the first place, right? We have to have the desire. We have to have that vision. If I'm not doing those things, then I am starting to shut down. You know, I I shared on Instagram recently a post of if we are not allowing ourselves to self-express, we start to overindulge. And I believe that so much because there's been so many times where I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop eating. What am I trying? And it's like, now I know like, what am I trying to avoid? Or if I find myself wanting to smoke weed 
like all the time or if I find myself reaching for alcohol, reaching for things that I'm not normally feeling like, oh, I really need this or I want this or, oh, I feel like I have no self-control. Whenever I start to overindulge, I ask myself, okay, what am I avoiding feeling right now? You know, what am I avoiding feeling? And just asking yourself what comes up. And so for me, since food was definitely tied to, you know, um, discipline and structure, that was a big part of it. It was noticing whenever I, I want to like overeat, I ask myself, what am I avoiding creating discipline around, you know? And so it's almost like it becomes an insight. And so think, how did you respond to discipline as a kid? Did you lash out or did you cave in? Did you sweep it under the rug? Did you get pissed? Did you hold grudges? Like, because however you responded to your parents or responded as a result of, you know, discipline as a younger child is often how you are responding as an adult. And now as in our adult selves, it's, it's up to us to parent ourselves, to reparent ourselves, you know, because we can't let the inner child run the show all the time. Like imagine if a child was in charge of the household. It would be such a fucking mess. It would be like playtime all day. Like no one, you know what I mean? Like a five-year-old running a household, it would be a mess. It would be so chaotic. There'd be breakdowns all the time. Like, oh my gosh. And so you can see why a parent is needed, duh. But we can see why a child is needed, duh. Like we can see these parts of ourselves, you know, the joy and the curiosity from the child, maybe some more of the structure and the lessons and the teachings from the parent, the guidance. Um, and so we get to be that for ourselves. We gotta be that for ourselves. And a way that I look at discipline in a completely different way is I introduce devotion. And so the way that I view it is that we have discipline and we have devotion. Discipline, so like the way we also have yin and yang, we have these opposites. Or like in a battery, there's a positive and a negative charge. There's these opposite charges that are, that are holding it together and there's an attraction there. So if we have devotion being like the feminine energy around it, and discipline being more of the masculine energy around it, start to think of it like this. What do you wanna be devoted to? You know, when you think of a daily devotional, people always, I feel like devotional often is paired with the word daily, right? But if you think of the word devotion, having devotion for something, being devoted, what is the vision in your life that you're wanting to create that, that you are willing to be devoted to? You know, and like for me, that's when I was, when I introduced devotion into my business and into like my passion for what I want to do, it changed the game because it all of a sudden introduced this like deep relationship aspect of, Ooh, I'm devoted to my journey. I'm devoted to my craft. I'm devoted to my path. I'm devoted to my life. And then whatever it is that you're devoted to that vision. So for me, like growing my business and being able to work with people and like one day having a top podcast and you know, I want to know that when my heart stops beating, I have created such a legacy for other people that's empowered them, that has inspired them, that has lit them up, that they feel like their life has been changed because they met me. Like that is so important to me, like creating adventure and connection and making a positive difference in the world. Like every cell in my body starts to tingle when I think about that. Like even if I didn't even get the recognition publicly, but I knew, but I knew that I had changed so many people's lives, like that's everything. And so I always, and I, I think a lot about like death. I think about, okay, if I were to find out, you know, because there's like so many, it's so interesting, different studies of people that are, I think it's called an oncologist. 
um, doctors that treat people for cancer, when people find out that they are terminally ill, instantly they have clarity on what it is that they want in their life and their priorities. All of a sudden, work maybe isn't as important as a family member's recital or a family member's um, graduation ceremony or a family member's birthday party. Maybe priorities get changed immediately. And so what happens there? What happens there? It, it, it's, it's where a different part of our mind takes the driver's seat, right? Instead of operating from a place of needing certain comfort, security, um, we're operating from a place of truly living, of truly living for yourself. You know, what would it look like to be living for yourself? Not living for your mother or your father or your brother or your sister or your spouse. Not living to take care, even maybe even your boss, right? When you allow other people to take care of themselves, you empower them. And so naturally the journey of that is personal empowerment. What would it look like if you lived your life for you? And this is not being selfish, right? If, if the ego tries to say, yeah, but that's selfish, or yeah, but I could never do that, you will be surprised. Maybe you'll be surprised to find out that when you decide to do something that you know, like, oh my gosh, this is like lighting my soul on fire because I feel so alive from this. Everyone else benefits, even if it feels like you're leaving people behind. People are, in, it's a momentary thing, right? Say you go on a trip or say you take this different job or say you move to a different city or say you start doing something, but no one in your family gets it. Like whatever the case might be, it inspires and gives permission to everyone else around you. I remember I felt like I couldn't like, you know, have a business outside of the United States because I just felt like, you know, or I couldn't have a business in the in the United States or in California because I felt like I couldn't have my own life and live near my family because I I didn't know how to say no to my family, so I always was I was not always, but I was oftentimes creating codependent dynamics because I was bending over backwards to please and to help and to be there. And there's probably like a little guilt because I was like, oh, I haven't been living here, so I better like really put in the help. Or, you know, this like you've left the tribe guilt <laughs> kind of a thing. But it was a limiting belief that was stopping me. And so I just wanted to remind you guys that whatever your dream or your desire is in life, whatever that big dream is, where if you were to find out you only had 90 days left to live, how would you live your life? And what? imagine what would happen if you could take a step towards that direction right now. You know, and that is where, that is what you become devoted to. You become devoted to creating your dream life and it's possible and it's real. And whatever your internal world is becomes reflected in your external world. So make your internal world a beautiful place to be. Okay. Anxiety is real. Overwhelm is real. Feeling scattered is real. But what is also real is breath work, is meditation, is journaling, is calling a friend, is going for a walk, is changing the direction and the momentum of your current thoughts. This is so crucial, I can't emphasize this enough. When you feel like you're hooked into a thought and you can't stop thinking about it, 
there's so many things you could do to move any energy around. Like one thing you could scream in your pillow. <laughs> you could scream in your pillow. You could also be like, hey, what's one thing I could do right now that could move me forward and let it be an imperfect action. Let it be a messy action step. Instead of looking at, oh my gosh, I don't have time to do all of this. Ask, well, what do I have time to do? What's one step I could do? And am I willing to let that be enough? right? So then you can stay devoted. What am I devoted to today? And then you have the direction, like the dream, the desire, you are devoted to going in that direction. And then you need the discipline to keep you in that direction, right? You need the discipline there and and discipline is hard, but it doesn't have to be hard. Remember why you're doing it and set up what that looks like for you prior. And so, you know, even before, say there's something that you're not wanting to eat. If you focus like, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that, you're probably not gonna succeed and you're probably gonna wanna eat that. But, oh, that's so weird. Someone just walked by my window and it looked, it looked like one of my, it looked like one of my close friends. Ooh. Remember how I mentioned to you guys, my friend that passed away? It looked just like her, you guys. That was so weird. It like like stopped my breath for a second of like, oh my God, it looked just like Reagan. Oh man. If we start to heal our relationship with discipline that we had as a kid, like if you were mischievous or if you knew that your parents never followed through on discipline, then maybe you adapted that. Or if you knew only one of your parents would follow through on discipline, but one of them wouldn't. You know, look at it. We are really good at compromising with ourselves. And I'll be honest, there's certain things that I'm learning to become disciplined on. There's certain things that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at, you know? Like, there's certain things that I can show up for, but it's only because I once had the discipline to do it, because the drive was there. There's, you're not gonna have any desire to create discipline unless where you're going, you truly want it, and you believe it's possible whatever it is that you're creating. And so that goal or that intention or the dream life that you wanna create, you gotta visualize it, you gotta imagine it. Every time you see something you don't want, like if you're like, oh, I don't wanna eat that cake, I don't wanna smoke that cigarette, I don't wanna smoke that joint, I don't wanna drink that drink. That's all that's on your conscious mind. And so instead of pointing out what you don't want, you need to ask, what do I want instead? And that is the desire that you focus on. That is what you stay devoted to is, okay, well, what do I want instead and why? Okay, so if you don't want to drink that drink, what do you want instead? I want to feel happy, healthy, and alive. Okay, then using that mantra, turning everything into a mantra and repeating that in your mind, I am happy, healthy, and alive. I am happy, healthy, and alive. And just notice what thoughts come up, right? If there's another voice, like the inner bully or something that's trying to be like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Like you literally like have to practice saying no out loud. Like, especially like I've had different relationships with cigarettes in and out where sometimes I had zero self-discipline and self-control because I was numbing something that was really painful and I didn't even realize it. It was, it was just masking feeling certain emotions because there was something subconsciously that felt too scary to feel. So all of a sudden I'm reaching for cigarettes and instead of repeating, I don't want to smoke, it's repeating. I love how it feels to take a deep breath. (sighs) I love how it feels to take a deep breath. And whenever I would start to bargain with myself and it's, we all do it. It's you, we are, it's, it is insane actually how much we bargain with ourselves and how much we compromise with ourselves. I would imagine being like, no, no, 
not imagine. I literally would say it out loud because that part of my mind that's going, yeah, let's just buy a pack. Let's just buy one. You could toss it out. Just get one or like, let's just, it, it just, just today, just today, like all those things. It's like the tweaker, right? The tweaker is never going to give up on getting, getting the drugs. The tweaker's not going to wake up and be like, man, I just took my last hit and guess there's no more today. No way, the tweaker's gonna turn himself inside out or herself to find something, sell something, trade something, be something, do something, whatever it takes to get the drugs, okay? And so there's kind of this part of like embracing the drive and the enthusiasm and the never giving upness of the tweaker, right? There's obsession there. There's obsession, there's drive. Um, and so if we notice like, what is it that you want instead? And why do you want it, right? Why do you want a happy, healthy life? Like, like this is what the internal conversation was with myself. Kelsey, why do you want a happy, healthy life? Okay, well I want it because I wanna make a positive impact and I wanna have experiences and I wanna create a family and I wanna live a long life so I can be a mom, a grandmama, an aunt, a great grandmama. I wanna feel happy and healthy and alive. I wanna feel happy, healthy life. And then instead of I want to, because that almost insinuates we're not, I am, I am, I am, I am. And sometimes you gotta practice talking to yourself out loud. And so bringing in this idea of devotion and discipline. It's the yin and the yang. You need both. If you've ever felt like icky about discipline, look at it as devotion. What am I devoted to today and why? And setting specific, clear, attainable goals for yourself. Set yourself up for success by preparing for it. If you have things that you want to do or uh, things you don't want to do the following day, write out how you want the following day to go the night before. Write it out, visualize waking up, visualize turning the alarm off, visualize putting your clothes on, visualize putting your attention on, visualize walking out the door and headed to that yoga class or that workout class or walking, taking that walk around the block. Visualize yourself doing it the night before you do it and it'll be so much easier. And prepare, right? Be like, all right, I feel really good and strong right now, but I might try and bargain with myself tomorrow. So if I do, if this happens, then I will, you know? And setting yourself up for success. Like maybe if you know you always have a sweet tooth, then buy some dark chocolate and keep it in the fridge. So buy something and make something that is still delicious that allows you to still feel like you have freedom and your food and your choices. I mean, I'm just using food analogies right now. Whatever it might be, maybe it's your schedule. Maybe it's something that you keep thinking about. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Self-discipline creates so much empowerment. And if you feel icky about self-discipline, look at it as inner devotion to your highest self. What are you devoted to and why? And how bad do you want it? because you can literally have anything you want, anything, but it might require consistency and discipline and showing up because through that process of showing up and being consistent and, and totally falling off the wagon and then getting back on and totally fucking up and then starting again, right? That's all a part of it is that whole journey of learning how to start again, show up again, show up anyway, show up imperfect, show up messy is how we become the person that we're wanting to become. 
It's how we attract and become that person that has those things, that does those things, that, that feels that way, that has that sense of inner peace, that has that sense of presence, of joy, of confidence. You know, it, it requires sometimes a little grit. And it's not always going to feel easy. But remember why you want it. Remember why you started. Remember why it's important to you and create that sense of devotion for it because baby, you're worth it. And that's the other thing, you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth your time and you're not powerless. You are powerful beyond belief. But if you visualize it first and you start to keep and you continuously ask yourself, what do I want instead? What do I want instead? What do I want instead? It'll be a lot easier. What are you devoted to? If you know a friend that's been struggling with discipline, maybe around food, working out, their meditation practices, or whatever it might be. If you know someone that you have as your accountability partner, whatever it might be, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and send it to assist a friend, all right? Send it to someone you love. Post it to your Instagram story. Tag me. I'm always hanging out at Kelsey Lowe Show. Um, and I just love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and um, I'll see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>